The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to all our listeners and viewers. I welcome you all to another exciting and educating edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Matan for today's show and I hope and pray that all of us are fit and healthy by the grace of Almighty Allah. I do pray that um, um, this program is broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on 6th of uh, February 2020 and casting its positive vibes to all our lovely people in Luton and all people surrounding Luton like uh, Dunstable, Harpenden, Bedford and covering all across Bedford. A positive area is going through our uh, online uh, sections as well which is uh, if if you know we have um, uh, a live uh, uh, inspire fm app uh, you can you, you can listen us on inspire fm app you can listen to, to us uh, through inspire fm website as well as you can view us live on facebook live Yes, indeed. We have a Facebook Live. Uh, so all you have to do is just go to Facebook page of yours and then go to Inspire FM Facebook page and click the live link. As we all know, we cover different health and related topic every single week. Uh, so today's topic is uh, somewhere on that line, but with slightly different. So today's show, I will be starting my show with a positive quote from John Maxwell. And it, it goes something like this. Uh, Conflict is like cancer. Early detection increases the possibilities of healthy outcome. Yes, indeed. Always early detection increases the possibility of healthy outcome. So, without further ado, uh, the topic for today is early detection of cancer. Yes, you have heard me correctly. We are talking about early detection of cancer. And I know this is a very touchy subject. Uh, it always touched my heart because uh, I lost my mom, uh, unfortunately, uh, through cancer. And and uh, day before yesterday, it was uh, can- World Cancer Day. Yes, indeed. It was World Cancer Day on, on 4th of February to 2020. And definitely uh, on these kind of days, uh, if you have been touched, uh, either you are a survivor or uh, you are a, a your person going through uh, uh, some kind of a cancer therapy or cancer detection, or uh, you are a family member, you are always, uh, you all, we all have a special connection on that day. But then definitely... Uh, 
we also have a very limited knowledge about uh, this disease uh, so uh, as we all know our show is all about spreading knowledge and and information regarding these kind of things uh, so uh, on this note let me welcome my guest uh, who is joining us today uh, in the studios uh, and she uh, she is uh, Bedfordshire CCG which is clinical commissioning group McMillan lead clinical uh, lead GP and also an associate GP at Lower Staunton Surgery she is none other than Dr. Saheli Chaudhary. Hi. Hello, Good how evening. are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Alhamdulillah. It's, uh, and welcome back again. It's your second time. Thank you. And today you are not nervous. I can see that. You are very smiley and you are happy. And uh, that's, what how, uh, that's how I like my guests to be. Welcome to our show again. Thank you so much for having us. So people who are listening to you for the very first time, um, if you can give us a quick introduction about yourself. I know I have said something, but then it's nothing what uh, compared to you can tell us about yourself. So um, I have been a doctor now for 16 years, I think 17 years this year, actually. Um, I've been a GP now for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, my first hospital job was in haematology and oncology. Mm-hmm. So I've always had an interest in, in, in cancer care. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what led me to become a Macmillan GP to try and spread the word and to help strategic pathways and to improve cancer services in our area. Um, so I believe that you want to speak this evening about um, screening. Indeed, indeed. And, and, uh, as uh, uh, when we talk about early detection, we always talk about screening, and and that's something which we all lack of, uh, especially in our areas where um, well people uh, sometimes feel very uh, very different when they've been diagnosed or when when a GP says, look, um, if you have some doubts, why don't you go and get yourself tested? And that's where the where, where the situation comes through in a very awkward way, isn't it? Okay. So but the NHS has three major screening programs mm-hmm. and cancer screening is meant for healthy people with no symptoms at all. Mm-hmm. So if you do have symptoms, please go and see your um, GP. Um, screening looks for early signs that could mean cancer is developing. It can help spot cancers at an early stage, So which you said, obviously, you know, if you find it early, you can tackle it better. Um, so when treatment is that is more likely to be successful, the chances of survival are, are increased. Mm-hmm. So in some cases, it can even prevent cancers from developing at all by picking up early changes that can be can be treated and by and stop them from turning into cancer. And um, that's mainly how the cervical screening um, program prevents cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. Obviously, screening is not perfect and it has harms as well as benefits. So you have to try and inform yourself beforehand so that you're making the right choice for yourself. Um, the main screening programs that are available in the UK are the breast screening program, cervical screening program that I've mentioned, and the bowel screening program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, when we when we talk about uh, cancer, let me introduce our listeners. Sorry, uh, I completely forgot to about involve our listeners. So listeners. <laughs> If you have any questions or queries regarding our topic tonight, which is early detection of cancer or screening of cancer, uh, please, please, please uh, give us a call on 1582-481822 or you can send your um, questions or comments uh, via text messages or WhatsApp on 0779-481822. 
Or if you are shy, you can always say, leave a message on our Facebook page. So all you have to do is just go to any of those things like uh, call us on 1582481822 or send a message through our WhatsApp or text message, which is 079-0779-481822. Or you can uh, leave a message through our Facebook page and, and share your comment. Uh, if you've been uh, somehow uh, either involved in cancer care or been... Uh, been affected with cancer or uh, one of your family members been affected or whatever your experience uh, as much as as it can be please 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 do share with us let us know how it is and how you uh, how it has touched your life So, Sahili, sorry, uh, uh, that was me a uh, bit kind of uh, going off the track in, in many different ways because when I when I sometimes connect with the listeners, I just literally go completely outside the track. So, uh, when we're talking about uh, the cancer, uh, when we talk about the prevention of cancer, can we prevent cancer? Things that you can do to stay healthy and hopefully that would prevent cancer. So having a healthy lifestyle, eating well, not smoking. If you can um, stop smoking and there's a big smoking cessation support groups and projects out there, So all, which is all available for the information on the NHS um, website. Mm-hmm. Um, these are the things that can, can help you to t- tackle the major risk factors for cancer. So tr- trying to cut down on your alcohol intake and if not, if you can, avoiding alcohol to, altogether um uh, managing your weight trying to lose weight have, maintaining a healthy weight and then eating um, f- lots of fresh fruit and vegetables and having a good diet mm-hmm. and then also um be being aware of uh, your sun um skin um exposure to the sun so that if you do um go out and sunbathe then you please like you know what the australians say um mm-hmm. <laughs> slip slap slop you know pop put on lots of sun factor mm-hmm. to protect your skin because that's increasingly common nowadays is are more skin cancers um so yeah. is it is it easy to uh um, work away when we when we do all those uh care so that that should help to keep your body healthy have yeah your body needs maintenance like like you'd look after your car and have a mot and mm-hmm. service it and check it and and fill it with petrol you need to do the same things for your body i think lots of us take us take our, our ourselves for granted so obviously encompassing a healthy lifestyle exercise the right diet um if, if you know that your risk factor for your family um is higher then you need to go and talk to a professional about it to your gp mm-hmm. and then discuss the risks and maybe maybe then you may need, may need some tests to be investigated mm-hmm. if, if you have a higher risk in your family so need to take that into consideration as well. Wow. Okay. So uh, when we talk about people, and this is something um, everybody wants to know, because uh, some some people, as I said, they, they themselves touched it, uh, touched the topic by by one of the family relatives. Uh, some of them, uh, because of their unhealthy lifestyle, they have doubts. Uh, some people just listen on the radio or TV uh, or any talk show uh, about cancer and they think about and they normally think about what are the common signs and symptoms? Do I have it? Anything. So uh, do you think there are any key common symptoms uh, people should be aware of? So, um, yes, 
naturally, if you're feeling lethargic or um, coughing up blood, noticing blood in your urine, noticing blood in your poo, um, these are the signs um, that I would say need to, need more investigation. Um, unexplained weight loss or feeling generally unwell, uh, lumps or bumps that you're you know are new or rapidly growing. Changes in skin lesions that you think, oh, this is not right. Mm -hmm. Just need checking out by a professional and to see whether it needs more investigation or we can put your mind at rest. Mm -hmm. So um, um, is is there like, for example, um, rapid weight loss? Now, some people say that rapid weight loss will be a causing factor. Is that true? It's not a causing factor. Can, can be a s sign of that. That. Sorry, I mean sign and yeah, symptoms. Yeah, yeah. So that that's true. That is true. So um, it is obviously some people are on diets and want to lose weight. So if there's a reason for you to lose <laughs> like weight, like myself, I'm <laughs> trying my level best to lose good, weight. Good, good. Well done, Fahad. That's, but uh, that's it's not that easy. <laughs> it's 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 really not that easy at all. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's sometimes very uh, very. Uh, odd because um, but why why weight loss is um, a sign so, so um, cancer needs fuel so it needs energy so it's usually burning off um, the fat cells in your body because it's using the fuel mm -hmm. so um, yes that's why the cancer um, uh, utilizes the fat stores in your in our body mm -hmm. right okay so um, uh, when we talk about um, people um, especially when we talk about the cancer screening itself yeah. okay so uh, i know you touched in the beginning regarding the uh, regarding the cancer screening so why is it uh, going to any of the cancer screening is important so there are national um, programs in the country you can go to the nhs website or cancer research uk or macmillan websites for mm -hmm. more information about these mm -hmm. so the main um, cancer screening programs are breast screening which is offered to all women aged 50 to 70 in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, in England, there is a trial in Samaritan. This might be lowered or increased. Um, cervical screening is offered to women aged 25 to 64 in the UK. Mm -hmm. It's offered every three years for women aged 25 to 49 and every five years for women aged 50 to 64. Mm -hmm. And then bowel screening is offered to men and women aged 60 to 74 in England, mm -hmm. um, Wales and Northern Ireland. And in Scotland, men and women aged 50 to 74 are offered screening. So um, in some areas also there's bowel, like scope, colonoscopy can be offered um, to people at the age 55. Okay. So uh, mammogram is something which has been offered to women for breast cancer yes. reduction. Um, you mentioned about the age, uh, which is... Uh, up till 74. Four. Why not afterwards? I don't know. It'll be the evidence base. It's, it's from the NICE guidance and the national guideline, which is called NG12. Mm. So the NICE, NICE will, which is the National Institute of Clinical Excellence, mm. will have looked at the evidence base to see whether that age group needs to be checked. But obviously, if you find a lump yourself when you're, and you should be checking your breasts on a regular basis so that you know how it feels for yourself and if you notice any new changes, mm -hmm. um, especially if you've used the oral contraceptive pill for a long time, because mm -hmm. that can be a risk factor for breast cancer, then it's worth um, having been checked over. Mm -hmm. So that does not stop someone, because sorry, uh, the reason I'm asking is that I was uh, in a patient uh, group, uh, I was, I was 
part of I was there as a as a guest in a, one of the patient groups. So uh, one of the uh, patients who have uh, crossed that age, uh, she was saying that oh. Um, we cannot get mammogram now anymore. And I said, well, uh, yes, as a not as a normal screening, but if you have any doubts or if you exactly. if you have any if you had any symptoms, if yeah. you had, if you developed a new breast lump, of course you can go to the GP and be and be checked and sent to the breast clinic mm-hmm. to be checked over. So it's not that it's just a routine screening for mammograms on a regular basis stops at that age. Mm. So uh, that take me. To my next question, which is, if somebody is um, a bit kind of concerned that um, do I have a cancer, um, so what are the reasons that person should be concerned that they they might have a cancer? And secondly, if they think they have a cancer, what are the steps they can take? So obviously, if you are concerned for yourself, it depends on what symptoms are presenting. Mm-hmm. Let's say um, if you had noticed you were peeing blood in your urine. I think that's very important not to ignore that and go to the GP and get checked. More often than not, it's usually a, a urinary tract infection and just can be cured with simple antibiotics. But if that was persisting and ongoing, then that may that needs some further investigation. As to with blood in your stool, if that was that sometimes can be just be piles and, uh, or hemorrhoids, mm-hmm. and that can be very common as well, or just blood on wiping. But if that was persisting and you had abdominal um, um, change in bowel habits, where to go to a looser stool and more mucus, if you were losing weight with it, uh, that and. You fe- then I would say t- to go to your GP and ask them to, t- to check you over. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, in, in, um, oh, I completely forgot to uh, come back to the listeners. Listeners, if you have any questions or queries regarding our topic tonight, which is early detection of cancer, please, please, please give us a call on 01582 481822. Uh, we have Dr. Sahili Chaudhary with us in the studio. Uh, she's a McMillan uh, GB lead uh, who is sharing her wise knowledge with us. So if you have any co- uh, if you have any concerns, if you have any any questions or any observations or any, any comments you'd like to make, please, please, please give us a call. Uh, or you can send text messages or WhatsApp if you're shy, like myself. Uh, nah. <laughs> uh, or you can also, uh, the numbers to send text message is 07794, uh, no, that's my personal number. <laughs> Completely wrong number giving. Uh, 0779481822. I repeat, 0779481822. Uh, or you can send uh, text message, uh, you can send messages through our Facebook page as well. Uh, just by uh, going onto your, uh, your Facebook, uh, Inspire FM Facebook page and click the live link. And then just send us a uh, message if you have to or if you like to so uh sunita i know uh, uh saheli uh, i don't know okay. why, why, why i'm calling you that's sunita. dr chakrabarti yes yeah. dr chakrabarti mm. uh, exactly Lovely. Um, uh, yeah, she's my guest for next week. Very good, <laughs> I mean, very good. That's why she's very in my good. mind. <laughs> um, right, so, uh, Saley, um when we talk about cancer, okay, and when we talk about uh, early detection of cancer, yeah. I know uh, the difference between uh, uh, cancer... Uh, there, are, there are people who are concerned and say, oh, um, I don't think so, I have cancer, but they, uh, when, when the blood test comes in, it shows the sign. So being a GP, it's really hard to have that discussion. How easy it is? Okay. So it's it's never easy um, 
giving somebody bad news if you suspect that. But majority of the time, the whole, we have a process in England where we're very lucky in, in the UK to have a two-week rule um, cancer referral pathway. Mm-hmm. But the majority of those don't tend to to turn out to be cancer only eight percent convert to a cancer diagnosis so we're using that pathway to exclude cancer mm-hmm. and it's very important that if you do have those symptoms and the gp does the workup and che- is checking you and you have some signs or symptoms and you have the, the so if you had a low hemoglobin and a low iron for example that could be an indication for a, a bowel cancer so then we've got an amazing system for the nhs which is not surpassed anywhere else in the world i have friends who work in, in australia and they say to me we miss the two-week rule pathway so i think we're very lucky here to be able to go into the into secondary care services which are very efficient and slick to handle these sorts of um issues and it can be dealt with quickly mm-hmm. so in two-week rules what happened what if i ask as a from the patient perspective as a patient journey what does happen so um depending on which area of the body and which system um you go to okay let's pick one uh, the easiest one um let's pick um <laughs> let's say a person coming uh with pain in the uh, neck side and uh, uh, uh anything which you think that it will be a nice way Okay, so um, I'm so sorry. I'm putting you on the spotlight. <laughs> okay, so breast the pre- breast cancer. Let's. So if it was a lump that you'd found, you would go to a one-stop clinic usually, mm-hmm. and um, they would undertake a, a, usually a fine needle aspirate and an ultrasound scan and possibly a mammogram, and usually that's all dealt with very quickly, all in one day. Mm-hmm. So that's very very efficient service to try to try and reassure you. Um, because because the body is so complicated there are different pathways for different parts of the body mm-hmm. um obviously if, if we had an abnormal chest x-ray and you're a smoker although we don't have a national lung cancer um screening program yet i do believe that luton is um one of the first trial um yeah. areas in the country mm-hmm. to be having um that tested soon mm-hmm. i think it's going to be a lung health check um yep. in, in the area so th- that that's that is that is good and that goes to the respiratory physicians and they would work you up and possibly do a more detailed investigation like a ct chest mm-hmm. and determine what to do from from there um so but obviously if you had a problem um with breathlessness or persistent cough coughing up blood um that they're the, the symptoms for for lung cancer mm-hmm. but obviously um if if you had say a, a, um issues with irregular bleeding as a lady vaginal mm. bleeding that can those can be issues for gynecological cancers mm-hmm. so, so there, there are plen- how many cancer types are there oh it's like over 200 <laughs> ooh ouch okay that's uh, no wonder it's really hard to <laughs> you can't qu- it's it's hard to break it down quantify them okay the cancer screening program which we have you mentioned we have breast cancer we have bowel cervical and breast screening cervical screening and bowel screening are the three nationally three rolled out nationally rolled out and they're one. just trialing um, a lung health check at the moment okay so uh, if we if we pick like the easiest one which is cervical screening which uh, not the easiest one but hey ho uh, so that uh, screening starts from the age of 25 now okay. in the UK 
and it's offered to women um, every three years mm -hmm. till the age of 49 and then every five years for between the ages of 50 to 64. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with the introduction of the HPV vaccine, we're hoping to radically decrease the number of people in the country now to develop cervical cancer. Mm -hmm. So um, if you are invited to your cervical screening test at your GP, and yes, I can appreciate it, it can be embarrassing, but the nursing staff and the doctors they're trained, it's professional, they'd make it as easy and as comfortable for you as pos possible. They try and relate, right, try to allay your fears and anxieties because some people get upset having their smear done, which is natural if you're anxious about that. Mm -hmm. But I think it's one of the best things as a woman that you can do to for your own health. Mm -hmm. So going forward every three years, it's just worth five minutes. And if that, that five minutes helps to you know, we can stop cancer developing. So if we ch notice any changes that can be easily treated. So it, it's, it's, you know, it's not, I've definitely got cancer with cervical screening. It's a more of a journey. It's most changes, like gradual, gradual changes. So if you have regular screening, then mm. it, it's more easy to be picked up earlier and then we can do something about it. Mm. So once you have that screen uh, once a year and then it will... Three years, every three you years. Have to, every three years you yeah. need to get. Okay, so one of the other controversial questions uh, which people normally think about uh, when, when, they, when they come to uh, things like uh, cervical screening is that if they are unmarried or not sexually active at all whatsoever, they, they reckon, why do we need something like that? Okay. Especially so unmarried and, and have not had any... So, um, so the HPV virus that causes cervical cancer can be transmitted just through hand contact. Mm -hmm. And um, even though if you haven't had full penetrative sex, you can still have the HPV virus and carry that. So there are many strains and uh, the HPV vaccine that have, has been introduced into the country goes for the main um, common strains to prevent that them. But there has been some evidence that even nuns have developed um, cervical cancer. It's very rare, but they, there is documentation. So I would encourage people to to um, have their cervical screening on a regular basis. Okay. okay. Uh, thank you so much, Hayley. That's, um, that's almost, um, we have run out of time for the first first hour. We're going for a very short commercial break. When we come back from break, we will definitely uh, find, like to find out what are the certain age costs uh, are, are very prone to age uh, cancer and what kind of cancers are uh, in those particular people okay. uh, prone for and and definitely want to know what are the uh, current screening programs offer for what age in in slightly more detail for the okay. other ones which we have like we just touched one okay. but all this uh, after a very short break stay tuned You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the Health and Fitness Show. I'm your host Fahad Martin for today's evening and we are talking about early detection of cancer. With my lovely, lovely guest, Dr. Saheli Chaudhry. This program is 
broadcasting live from the studios of Inspire FM today on 6th of February 2020. And it's positive uh, and uh, reaching its lovely people in Luton and the surrounding areas of Luton, uh, like Dunstable Harp and Bedford. And reaching to our online uh, listeners as well from uh, Inspire FM uh, web app or uh, uh, mobile app or web page. Also, you can view us on our Facebook live page. Uh, all you have to do is just go to Inspire FM, uh, uh, Inspire FM uh, Facebook page and click the live link. Today, as I said earlier, we are talking about uh, early detection of cancer with our uh, with our guest, Dr. Sally Chaudhary. And before we went on break, we were talking about cervical cancer and 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 what are the taboos attached to it. And and uh, Sahili, uh, as I have asked uh, before we went on break regarding cervical cancer, but then. I know being a GP you and being a female GP, yes. when, when a females come to you, yeah. do they have any concerns? So it depends. Sometimes people have symptoms if they're bleeding after intercourse. So that can be a red flag for a cervical cancer. So that's very important if that's happening a lot to you mm-hmm. um, recurringly, that you have swabs done and infection is ruled out. And then if that's still the case, then that needs to be referred on. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it, uh, erratic in, in bleeding in between your periods, we call that intermenstrual bleeding, that needs to be investigated also. And if, if you're over, over 45 and you're having very erratic, odd, heavy bleeding, that also needs to be investigated. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're the, the things I'm looking for when patients come to me. Mm-hmm. And we can do scans. We can do an ultrasound scan of the of the uterus, the womb area. Very easy to just like to check the thickness of the of the lining of the womb or if there's any any fibroids there or anything that needs further investigation. Mm-hmm. So um, in terms of uh, fertility uh, terms, do they do can they can they conceive? It, so it depends what's found. Okay. So, um, it, so for, for cervical cancer, usually that's we don't even get to the stage of the actual cancer. There's very there's stages. Mm-hmm. So, um, so there's like mild, moderate, and like changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like precancerous, which can be ch- treated completely and completely cured. Mm-hmm. So, if depending on on what where you are on that sort of pathway mm-hmm. depending it will happen what will happen going forward okay okay uh, now the second uh, controversial issue regarding the cancer when we talk about breast screening cancer yeah now um a breast screening cancer there was a time when it says that more women dies from breast screening cancer than any any other cancer but then we, that was ruled out saying no that's not the true case because more survival rates are now with breast screening cancer is that true um I think breast screening has helped to pr- prevent mm-hmm. uh, more breast cancers mm-hmm. um, and we have great programming on our area like if you do exhibit any breast um, symptoms that you're concerned about that you can be easily um, referred on to a clinic um, cancer breast cancer screening uses a test called mammography which involves taking x-rays of the breast mm-hmm. and and that helps to find the breast cancers early or when they're too small to be to be seen or um, to be fe- to be felt, so the small, tiny breast cancers are usually e- easier to treat than the larger ones. Mm-hmm. So the breast cancer screening program finds cancer in about eight out of every thousand women having screening. Mm-hmm. So it's a, still only a very small number being found positively, but though it is a it's life can be life saving. 
Mm-hmm. And and uh, some of the stats, which I'm just literally uh, going through in front of me, uh, it says that uh, uh, 2.59 million women aged between 50 and 70 were invited for breast screening yeah. in England during right. the yeah. 16, uh, 2016-17. Yeah. And, uh, and, and the same ratios are going up and up uh, in 2.48 million in 1516 uh, and, and so forth. And is it... Is it that screening help? Is that kind of a screening help people? Yes, definitely. So if you are um, younger than 50, your breast cancer risk is very low. Mm-hmm. Um, um, mammograms are more difficult to read in young women. However, saying that, people still young people can get breast cancer. So if you do feel a lump or you had nipple discharge on one side or if you had bloody nipple discharge or you're having tethering or skin changes to your to your breasts that you think are unusual and persisting or if you notice any lumps underneath your armpit which are unexplained or any lumps in your breasts that you you think that this is new this is odd please go and see your gp to be checked out Mm -hmm. and and the is the examination easy yes there is there are videos available to to learn how to self-examine and it's mainly with the pulps of your finger Mm -hmm. in a, a a um in a um, clockwise motion, mm-hmm. um, just checking the four quarters of the breast mm-hmm. and then the nipple area and then going up into your armpit to feel the tail of the breast and, and your actual armpit. So we're looking for any lumps in those regions. And mm-hmm. if you check your breast on a regular basis, maybe um, mid-cycle, um, every month, then that, that lets you know how your breasts feel. Breasts are you know, inevitably lumpy because they're made of like fatty tissue. Um, so it's worth just noting if you find anything hard, pea, like a pea, craggy pea-sized little lump, mm-hmm. if that's something new, then that needs to be checked. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm just literally looking at the Cancer Research UK website and it says that uh, in uh, the 2014 to 16, uh, there were 55,213 cases, uh, out of which... Uh, uh, only 11,000 have uh, passed away, but but uh, the survival rate of people uh, uh, in England, uh, which is uh, 78% survival rate. So yeah. uh, survival uh, survival breast cancer for 10 or more years in female only between 2010 and 11 till England. So mills. breast cancers found by screening are generally um, at an earlier stage. The very early breast cancer is usually easier to treat mm-hmm. and may need less treatment and are more likely to be cured. The current evidence suggests that breast screening reduces the number of deaths from breast cancer by about 1,300 a year in the UK. Mm-hmm. And almost all women diagnosed with breast cancer at the earliest possible stage survive for at least five years after diagnosis and are likely to be cured. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's uh, that's a really good story in, in many different ways. So obviously, breast screening is, is not perfect. Nothing is perfect. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it's there to help people. Okay. So... Um, uh, in terms of people, um, as I have asked earlier, so 75 and above, age 75? Yeah. Yes, yeah. So, yes. So people who are age 75 and above, uh, if they want to check, they so, can still go to... Yeah, they can. They, st- they have to go to their GP to be referred. Um, so obviously, if you find any symptoms that were worrying, mm-hmm. then y- yes, you need to... Go in earlier and, and and ask for help. Okay, and and uh, again a very awkward question. Uh, so if a patient, female patient, went to a GP and uh, that's a male GP, 
that can they can they ask uh, chaperone to be there of course they can ask for a chaperone of course and then they can so people who do not know what chaperone is so so that's usually a uh, another member of staff who is trained to be to offer support for the patient and to act as a um an advocate for the patient mm. and who also is there to support the doctor mm. uh, to make you feel comfortable with the, an examination procedure. Mm-hmm. So male doctors are trained just as well as female doctors. You know, we always go through rigorous training and we want to do the best for our patients. Mm-hmm. So um, if, but if you felt uncomfortable having a male doctor to examine you, you can always rebook and, and ask to be seen by a female doctor if, if that is possible in a practice. Or a nurse as well. Um, yes, I think there are nurse practitioners who are able to do that mm-hmm. as well. Okay, cool. Because yeah, sometimes it is um, some some female, uh, unfortunately in Luton. Uh, well, they do feel, and that's one of the reason uh, uh, they 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 prefer. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but anyhow, um, that's. Um, But when we talk about uh, breast cancer, I know uh, one of uh, one of my guests in the past. Uh, she has survived breast cancer. Uh, she's a breast cancer survivor for twenty plus years, and she's one of the best of cases. And and we do. Uh, I, I was surprised. I'm sorry. I supposed to call her today and completely forgot to invite her today. <laughs> It was my mistake. Uh, but yeah. So the the cases of survival. Uh, but then there are relapses as well. So people uh, who had. Uh, been cancer gone to cancer they do have relapse as well so um more and more in the uk people are surviving cancer Mm -hmm. so um they're saying that the population who will survive cancer will outstrip the number of people who have diabetes in the country Mm -hmm. so going forward because our our treatment is so amazing and medicine has made such amazing advances we're going to see more cancer survivorship which is only a good thing but obviously You know, we, as humans, we all die eventually. Mm-hmm. Nobody escapes that, sadly. But that's a fact of life. It's mm-hmm. a hard fact mm-hmm. to swallow, but it is a fact. So um, I feel that, yes, cancers can relapse and, and reoccur. So it's being aware of your own body. And if you notice any changes that you're worried about, then to seek help. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the third screening program, which is the uh, bowel screening program. Okay, so in terms of bowel screening program, what does uh, what sort of a screening program it is? What sort of uh... so the screening program for England sends a bowel cancer test kit every two years via the post. Mm-hmm. So you have to actively engage in that and do that yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's called now called a fit test. It's really easy to use. It's like a little like a little swab it put into your poo, mm-hmm. and then you send it off into the post, and we can detect very well. Um, if you are at risk of having a bowel cancer, and if you are, then you're given the opportunity to be called in for ha- to have a colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's very important to engage that. Lots of people have their tests sent to them in the post, and then they don't do them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's very important if you have got the opportunity. It's very easily to be done. I know some people are frightened to do it. <laughs> and they don't want to talk about poo, and they don't want to touch the poo. But you know, it's just a few few minutes. Let's talk shit about it. <laughs> so, so honestly, it's just it, it's a very, we're very lucky to have that facility in this country. You know, it comes it's free. Mm-hmm. So I think that's amazing. I think that if you um, were worried about it or you want to talk about it, 
with your GP or get more information. Like I mentioned before, the NHS website has a lot of information about fit and bowel screening programme, as does the Macmillan website, as does Cancer Research UK. Okay. Um, and, and in terms of uh, uh, the cancer itself, are, are, is cancer prone to certain raised cost and people? And is there any specific cancer? Uh, which are certain to uh, which affect any certain race or caste. Uh, so that depends genetically. So mm-hmm. yes, I think that's too broad a question for me to answer like properly. Mm-hmm. I'd say yes, there are certain cancers. Um, so I feel Afro-Caribbean gentlemen are higher, have a higher risk of prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important to know. Obviously, if you're fair and you're prone to sunburn, if you so that Irish people who burn easily with red hair, blue eyes, they're more likely to get a skin cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just off the top of my head. I can work on that one. <laughs> Maybe next time you invite yeah. me again, I'll look into that more and give you a better answer than Definitely, that. definitely. Uh, no, it is quite true. Cause, uh, uh, and also, uh, I heard that some people, when you talk about genetics, yeah. so it, it said, suggested that if you uh, if you have a genetic uh if you have uh anybody in your family who who had cancer that you you're more likely to have cancer is that true or is it just a myth no that's not a myth so i think if there is a strong family history of of cancers we have an amazing national genetic screening sort of program that we can be referred into with your full family history mm-hmm. and then they can discuss the risks with you um going forward and whether you want to be investigated further for for those risks mm-hmm. so uh, with those uh, when when we talk about uh, risks what sort of risk we talk about um so it would it would, de- it would just depend on that family so mm. if there was a family history of BRCA sorry when i said uh, please give an example i mean so so um so if it was a BRCA positive gene the mother was affected and the grandmother was affected or the maternal aunt was affected and then, then the daughter of the mother wanted to know her risk mm-hmm. so she could inquire into that mm-hmm. and and see how what how high her risk of developing a breast cancer is mm-hmm. and whether she wants would want to take preventative measures which can be you know sometimes quite drastic but that's to prevent cancer so they then they may be offered a, a mastectomy mm-hmm. to prevent the cancer in the in the first place but that's that's a complicated scenario it's very rare but we ha- do have an amazing system that enables us to do such specialized in, and look at the risk um, benefit ratios mm-hmm. okay uh, let's involve our listeners as well listeners if you have any questions or queries regarding our topic tonight please 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 give us a call on 01582481822 I repeat 01582481822 or you can send your questions or uh, via text message or whatsapp on 0779 481822 I repeat 0779 481822 Now I have a question on the screen and it, it, it goes something like that uh, does women who do not breastfeed get breast cancer that's my doubt no. okay it's a, one of the myths exactly yes a uh, bit kind of odd yeah oh, I can check that <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, uh, well. I don't know hmm. I have I don't uh, think so. I have another question coming in and says can you ask uh, about a PSA test? What yeah. a PSA test. So that's the prostate specific antigen test. Okay. Um there isn't a national screening program for prostate cancer mm-hmm. uh, currently. Um but if you were just expl- 
exhibiting symptoms of having changes in your um, urinary stream for the force of the stream, or if it's splaying, or if you have dribbling at the end, mm -hmm. or if you're going more often for a wee without any burning sensation, no water infection has been identified, then um, we, we need to check for prostate cancer. So is the prostate cancer screening test and the, uh, and the bowel screening test are same or they're different? <laughs> Sorry, no, I, I'm asking. No, sweet, no, no. So they're completely different screenings. Screening. Um, there's no. There is no national screening program for prostate cancer yet. Okay. But you can go to your GP, and if you had symptoms that you were worrying you, or if there's a family history, strong family history of prostate cancer, then you you can ask for a, for a test. Mm -hmm. But more often than not, the doctor will check your rectum area and check your prostate um, to see if they, like they can feel anything, anything craggy or anything untoward there. And they'll probably ask you to do a urinary test, a wee test, mm -hmm. so we can make sure there's no infection. Mm -hmm. um, that's what normally happens. Okay, so that's what PSA test is. So, we can, so the PSA test itself is a blood test mm -hmm. and there are age-specific ranges of normal. So as you age, you're expected as a man to develop some benign prostatic hyperplasia. We, we know that the prostate... Um, the, the, like, so if you were in your late 80s, 90s, you're more likely to have developed prostate cancer by then. Um, so it's a, it's a slow change, but if... If prostate cancer is detected, that's usually done by by a biopsy, um, then they can intervene and 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 tackle that. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay, that's uh, that's that's really cool. Um, in terms of uh, when we when we talk about uh, cancers, we always talk about the uh, tips to reduce the risks of cancer. Now I know we still have like six, seven minutes to end our show. And normally I normally ask people to end the show on the tips of reducing cancers. So do you have a top 10 tips or top five tips? Of yes, I do. Cancer? I do. I do have top 10. So my top 10 of, of, of um, reducing your risk of cancer um, go something like this. Ah, mm -hmm. Give me one second. No problem. So... Like I mentioned before, um, stopping smoking. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I would encourage people to do. So if you are um, wanting to give up smoking, then I think that the evidence says that you're more likely to give up with support. Mm -hmm. So there are free stop smoking services and they are shown to roughly triple the likelihood of success compared to going turkey and on your own. Um, so those services help thousands of people to stop smoking every year. Mm -hmm. You can talk to your doctor or your pharmacist or visit the NHS smoke-free website or call the helpline to find out what will work for you. Mm -hmm. And there's many things to support you to try and stop cancer, um, stop smoking, sorry, to prevent your risk of cancer. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the range of um, free services to help you keep on track, including stopping smoking groups or one-to-one -one counselling where a trained advisor can talk to you about your smoking habits to give you tailored advice and support that will work for you. Mm -hmm. There's prescription medicine to help control your cravings. This can be nicotine replacement therapy or non-nicotine smoking medications such as Champix. Um, and there are email and text support programs and there's app for smartphones and there's also the smoke-free online community as well. Mm -hmm. So that, that I would say that's my number one thing to do. If you're a smoker, please try and cut down 
and get help to support you to try and quit. Mm-hmm. They say that if you have a partner who smokes as well, you need to make a pact together to try and stop smoking together. Because if someone carries on smoking in your household, Mm -hmm. it's very tempting. So you need to say, yes, we're both going to stop together. We're going to get rid of all the ashtrays, all the lighters, all the paraphernalia that goes with smoking. We're going to get rid of it. We're going to set this date and we're going to try our best. Mm -hmm. And you need to tell your friends as well so that they don't offer you a fag. And so that they are supportive of your determination to try and stop smoking. So, yeah. Okay. That's your number one. um, Yeah, definitely my number one. Okay. What's your number two? Number two is keeping a healthy weight. So um, obesity has been found to be the second biggest cause of um, cancer. Fat is active. They're active cells and they tell other cells what to do. If there's too much body um, fat, then signals can send around the body can damage the, the healthy cells. So being overweight increases the risk of 13 different types of cancer. So enjoying a healthy, balanced diet and enjoying exercise on a regular basis. And I know people struggle in their their lives to fit in daily exercise, but it can be done just through walking or taking a flight of stairs just to try and make your overall health better for you. Not only does that health, health benefits reduce your weight and to reduce your risk of cancer but it also helps your lungs and heart as well mm. going forward yeah okay and and number three number three is enjoy the sun safely because obviously in england we're, obviously <laughs> we're, we're increasing our our risk of ha- developing skin cancers mm-hmm. so being safe in the sun and, and reducing that risk of skin cancer especially when the sun is strong important to protect your skin and spend time in the shade cover up um with light reflective clothing like whites and creams and then used to use sunscreen um, and then sunburn is a sign that your skin has already been damaged mm-hmm. so it's preventing sunburn that's what we're trying to aim for there. Mm-hmm. next one number four is reduce your alcohol intake <laughs> definitely so drinking less alcohol reduces your risk of cancer it doesn't matter what type of alcohol it is it can still lead to damage so cutting down on alcohol is both good for your health um uh, and i think that that's it's sometimes an easy thing to, to do. So we've all heard of dry January. We've just um, gone through that. And the government um, recommendation limits for alcohol are 14 units a week. And that's why that's one of the reasons it's uh, it's not allowed in Islam, Islam to, yeah. to drink. Okay, okay. <laughs> but we still, there are some people still drink, unfortunately. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I understand it's a choice and people like to mm. use it to relax. And mm. I understand all that. And some people think it's a reward at the end of a hard day of work. Mm-hmm. But um, it, everything in moderation. So just to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. OK. And fifth? Um, I'd say engage with our vaccination programs, like the HPV mm-hmm. um, vaccination program to reduce the risk of cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to engage in the national screening programs if they're offered indeed, to you. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. I have a couple of uh, stats, uh, survival stats in front of me. Uh, so I thought uh, it's a, it's uh, it's a stats given by Cancer Research UK on their website, and it says the survival survival rate uh, percentage rate in in uh, in uh, cervical cancer is sixty three percent, and this is the survival uh, rate uh, says in uh, from it. 2010-11 uh, in England. Okay. Uh, the prostate is 84% and uh, bowel is 70, uh, 57% and breast is 78%. Okay. Survival rate. Good. So I mean, I must say, the, the it seems like the screening does help yeah. to increase the survival rate. And I think going forward, we will see more cancer survivorship. 
Okay. Uh, as we just have on our last seconds, uh, can you give a quick positive message for our listeners? So you just need to look after your health. And if you're concerned or find any new lump or symptoms that you're worried about, please take, have the courage to go and ask for help. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be dealt with in a sympathetic um, fashion and we will try and allay your fears. And if there is something to, that needs further investigation, we can we can organise those tests for you. And if necessary, we can refer you to get expert um, secretary care help as well. Indeed, indeed. And thank you so much, Saheli, for, for joining us today and, and giving enlightening us with uh, the uh, utmost best information we can thank get uh, online uh, on, this, on, on the radio as well. And thank you so much for coming to our show tonight. No problem, my pleasure. And definitely we will be seeing you again thank shortly. Thank you so much. So this is all, our, uh, this is all for our show tonight. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, if you have missed any part of the show uh, tonight, uh, don't worry. We, we do a repeat on, on, Saturday, uh, on Sunday uh, at 9 p.m. M, I think uh, so tune back Inspire FM at 9pm on Sunday to l- listen to our repeat you can always uh, catch us uh, on our Facebook page uh, the show is still away on there uh, until next week we have uh, another show on next week uh, I'm your host Fahad Matting saying Asalaamu Alaikum Thank you for listening to our podcast We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.